Yo, what is going on, everyone? It's your boy Cole, and today is March 27th. It's been nearly two months since we've done a podcast. Uh, today is a Monday, and just three days from now, this Thursday is MLB opening day. Mm-hmm. Uh, today I'm joined by Mr. Joe Lukancic, who is on spring break. Joe, let's go. How have, spring, how have you spent your spring break so far? Uh, so far, I mean, Friday got out of day school early, had a baseball tournament this weekend, went 4-1 and one as a team, pretty good, and then uh, came home, grinded some many diamonds, and I'm almost done with collections three days into the game, so I mean, pretty good so far, I'd have to say. Sounds pretty lame to me. Um, <laughs> so, we do this every year with the NFL. I believe we did it one time two years ago. We didn't do it last year because I broke my phone. But we're going to try and do it annually again. Uh, MLB preseason picks. Basically going by the same format that we do for NFL. We go through all of our record predictions. Then we go over awards. And then we finally give our um, World Series picks. That pays off six, seven months from now. So we're going to start it off. We're going to get right into it. We're going to start off with the National League. And we're going to go East, Central, West. And we're also going to start for each division. We're going to go fifth all the way to first. We're going to start in the NL East. And my fifth-place team for the NL East is the Washington Nationals. I feel like this is a bit of a lock here. I got them coming in with a record of 59-103. and 103. A couple games better than they did last year. I think they got some decent hitters like Joey Menendez and C.J. Abrams. Some young guys, but really, I mean, just not a very deep team at all. They got two or three notable guys. Um, and then also I've noted here, playing in the toughest division in baseball doesn't help much either. If these guys were maybe in the NL Central or the AL Central, I could see them putting together maybe, you know, over 62 wins, getting under that 100 loss mark. But in the, I, I would say this is the best division in baseball. And when you're playing in the best division in baseball, you're going to get a lot of losses. So 59 and 103 for the Nationals. Uh, yes, I also have the Nationals at 55 and 107. A little on the worst side. Um, traded away their best player. Uh, possibly, I, I think, a top three player in the league, and traded him away for what people think to be a haul. But in my opinion, I mean, their future is not really that bright, in my opinion. So, I mean, I feel like the Nationals might be the new Orioles. Mm-hmm. I mean, Orioles on their way up took them a while. I mean, they build it the right way. Nationals, they're not looking too bright. So, um, their manager, classic guy, Dave Martinez. But uh, no, no future this year for this team, 55 and 107. Would you say it's worth it? Because they did get the ring in 2019. So would you trade a World Series ring for five to ten years of being a bottom feeder? I probably – I mean, the ring – I'd probably take the ring. I mean, I wouldn't trade it. Cherish – Nationals fans, for all all of those listening, cherish that win. Because yeah. your future is not right. Looking at their bullpen, it's terrible. Looking at their starting rotation – Strasburg's their one. I mean, this isn't 2015 anymore. That's not NG, no good. Josiah Gray's their two. I, he's like a young prospect. He's okay. And then Patrick Corbin is their three. You know, Patrick Corbin's like a four or five. Not like Darnell Moody, though. He's a four or five on like any other team. But, you know, on the Nationals, you're going to be the three. That's, that's no good. Uh, my number four team in the NL East is the Miami Marlins. Joe, I don't think you agree with me here. Maybe you do, but I think this is the spot for them. I have them coming in with a record of 80 and 82, and that is much improved from their 69 and 93 win total last year. Um, 
I also have Fangraphs pulled up, and Fangraphs is a website. They make a bunch of projections. So I have their playoff odds pulled up. They're giving the Marlins a 21% chance to make the playoffs. I think that's pretty fitting. Um, I like their rotation. I mean, reigning Cy Young, Sandy Alcantara. They got Jesus Lazardo, Trevor Rogers. That's a pretty good top three. Uh, their lineup, they picked up Luis Arias and Gene Segura. So they're making some moves. I respect it. Um, you know, I'm not the biggest Jazz Chisholm fan. I think he's a little, little overhyped in my book. Um, but I think overall, these guys are a pretty okay team. And I got them coming over the record of 80 and 82. They're on the come up, though, for sure. I do agree with you the placement, but I don't agree with the record. I have oh. the Marlins coming in fourth in the division. Sorry, um, it's like a little project. But uh, I have them coming in at 91 and 71. <laughs> it's a real funny view, but I also have them getting the sixth seed in the playoffs. <laughs> 91 wins in fourth place. Okay, so if uh, if I may, this is the one I will go into depth on. Uh, for the Marlins, they added new manager this year, Skip Shoemaker. He's pretty uh, – the league thinks highly of him. Um, they added – they traded for Luis Arias, traded Pablo Lopez, a pitcher that they really didn't need. Uh, Jazz Chisholm, I'm not really a big fan of him, but he's all right. You have Soler. You have – they added Gene Segura. They added Yuri, Yuri Go. Yuri Gurriel, Jose Iglesias, they have Stallings, a decent defensive catcher. Joey Wendell, he can hit well. Avisel Garcia, they have they have what it takes to put together manufacturer runs in this league. The rotation, they have Sandy Alcantara, the returning Cy Young. I called that last year. Sandy's a beast. Uh, I think they picked up Cueto. Yeah, he's there for uh, he'll be He'll be the end of the rotation. You have Edward Cabrera, Trevor Rogers, Jesus Lozardo. They added Matt Barnes for relief for the bullpen. I mean, they have tons of options for pitching. Now, people mm-hmm. may say, is it worth for 91-71? I, I really think so. They've shown they can compete, and I think this year they put it together for at least a playoff spot and get that sixth seed. That is unbelievable. So that means that you have either the Dodgers or the Padres missing out on the playoffs. That, that would be correct. That's crazy. All right, getting the three seed. I got the Philadelphia Phillies. A lot of people are high on the Phils. They made a nice little World Series run last year, but they they get they got third in the division last year. They were eighty seven and seventy five. This year, I have them improving by one game, eighty eight and seventy four. Now they did add Trey Turner, so people should say, "Oh, you know, why do you have them doing just the same?" Trey Turner's a great player, the best shortstop in baseball, and that's because you're losing Bryce Harper until June or July, more than likely. And you lost Gene Segura. That's two pretty large pieces. And I just think they got overall a little lucky. They got a little streaky. Um, so I think they, they're 88 and 74. And that's nothing to sneeze at. I just, I don't, I'm not buying into the, the, the hype. I think I'm just going to properly rate them here in third. Uh, Fangrass has them at a 58% chance to make the playoffs. I think they do get in. They're a wild card team. Um, and here's what I've written down I think it's going to be a very tough to top, it's going to be a tough time trying to top. New York and Atlanta, both those teams I just think are more talented than Philadelphia. So right now Philadelphia falls into third place, though. I would not be surprised if Nola and Wheeler, though, carry them um, to new heights. Uh, Obviously, we're going to cover awards. And a little sneak preview, I didn't take Nola or Wheeler for Cy Young, but I was definitely considering one of those two. So I think they got a nice little one-two punch there in Philadelphia. I think they, they find themselves in the playoffs yet again. Um, 
I am getting pick here. In third place, I have the Mets at 92 and 70. Now, the thing with the Mets is, I mean, I did kind of change up my predictions based on how spring training and injuries have gone um, just a little bit. And I did have the Mets in second. However, losing Edwin Diaz, I think, can cost them the difference between second and third, in my opinion. I mean, that's at least maybe three or four games he pitches in that I think – compared to whoever they – I think David Robertson. Love that guy. Played for the Cubs. Just my opinion, I think. Uh, the atmosphere he brings when he closes a game could be four or five games to lose. Um, on the other side of that, um, we'll get down to my awards later, but I do have the MVP coming from this team. I won't say who, but uh, I think the Mets have a bright future for them. I mean, picked up Verlander, um, Francisco Elv. Uh, Alvarez, he'll be behind the dish probably. I'd have to imagine some point this year. Um, Brett Beatty had a really, really solid spring training. So, I mean, the Mets, I mean, DFA Darren Ruff today. Frank had to be having, uh, Frank had to love that. But um, for the most part, I, I think Buckshaw Walter has another average season for them. I do have them making the playoffs. I think they are my five seed. Yeah, five seed. I do have the Mets coming uh, in the two spot here, 94 and 68. Last year they were a 100 win team, 101 and 61. And I was going to have them repeating that because I was making my notes maybe two, three weeks ago. I started making these notes. But Edwin Diaz went down in the World Baseball Classic. And I mean, losing an absolutely lights out closer like him, he's won reliever of the year two years now. And I was going to have him doing it a third, but have, having him go down like that. Not even in game, in a celebration is just kind of humili- not really humiliating, but just disappointing because these guys have a really, really good team. Um, they lost to Grom, but they brought in Verlander, which I see honestly as a wash. Crazy to say since Verlander's 40, but he's still so good. Um, uh, they have, yeah, like I said, two top three pitchers in baseball. Right now, I would say it's DeGrom one, Verlander two, Scherzer three. So two top three pitchers in the same rotation. It's great. Um, and then if I had to make a last, we did this a lot for NFL for uh, team MVP. I'm not going to do it for every squad, but for the Mets, I'm going to say Brandon Nimmo. They brought him back, um, on a big deal. You know, he's not the big name guy, but I'm a giraffe neck Mark fam. Shout out Mark. Um, and he's big on Nimmo and so am I. I love Nimmo. And I think he should be able to drive some runs in for the Mets. 94 and 68. Great season for New York. Um, second place, I have the Braves at 96 and 66. Um, Braves lost a big hole at shortstop. They think Grisham could fill the hole. Uh, it's a pretty, pretty big step for him. I mean, he looked solid last year, but then again, I mean, there's some rookies that come out, shine right away, and then take a big clip the next year. We'll see what happens there. Rotation, they'll be getting Soroka back soon from the Achilles. Uh, they already have Freed on top of it. Very solid uh, outlook for them this year, I'd have to say. You got Matt Olson, Austin Riley, very stacked lineup. Cunha's coming back. They hope healthy. Um, what separates them from the Mets, I guess, they have a more, I'd say, complete complete roster. I mean, I'm obviously to that, but um, I just feel like the Braves from the Phillies, from this division is going to be very tight, but I mean, in the same sense, I feel like the Phillies have a little more. I'll get into why, but Braves at 96 and 66, second place. So the Braves are my first uh, first place team. Uh, 
Last season, they went 101 and 61. This year, I got them repeating their 100 win season at exactly 100 at 162. Uh, the Braves have the highest playoff chances, according to Fangrass, out of any team in the league at 92.6%. And I mean, I understand why. They have one of the best lineups in baseball. I know Acuna had it down here, but he's still so good. And they lost Swanson, but they're still so good. They have Michael Harris, who was rookie of the year. They've got Rosario, who was a playoff hero a few years back. You know, Acuna's still great. Austin Riley, Ozzie Albies, Matt Olson. They acquired Sean Murphy. These guys have a loaded lineup. And then, I mean, pitching, they added Bryce Iglesias, who I think is going to have a great season for Atlanta. And then Max Freed and Spencer Strider. I'm not too high on Charlie Morton. He's pretty old. But I also like Mike Soroka, who's finally going to play in a game again. Hopefully. He hasn't played in like three years. Um, he's still only 25. He's a bright young pitcher. So I got the Braves coming in first place in the NLEs at 162. Um, I think these guys are capable. It's cr- kind of crazy to say it all. You know, maybe a 110 win season. Uh, I think that's the kind of talent they have. But I think what's going to hold them back from that is just the really tough division that they play in. But still, Braves are one of the best teams in the league. 162 uh, for 2023. Um, I have the Phillies coming in at a whopping one. Let me go back. 162. So I have them exactly uh, right there. But uh, for me, this team signing Trey Turner is just—it's huge. You have their lineup now goes Trey Turner, Kyle Schwarber, JT Romuto, Harper when he's back, Castellanos, Bryson Stott, Alec Bohm. Brandon Marsh and probably Derek Hall or somebody like that. But the thing is, with all of those, they made the playoffs already last year. So you're adding Trey Turner on top of that. And then, of course, in the for the pitching side, Nolan Wheeler, I probably one of the most underrated duos in the league. I mean, I love both of those guys. And on top of it, they got lost Kyle Gibson and it added to John Walker instead. I think that's a slight upgrade. And then the bullpen, I mean, traded for Gregory Soto, signed Craig Kimbrell, had Jose Alvarado already, Sir Anthony Dominguez and Corey Knable. That's five solid arms you got there on top of, like, uh, they, they got they got something with there. And then uh, I think Harper's out till probably, I think, early May. So, I mean, you're missing early a month May? of Harper. Really? I think it was sometime in May. I could have swore. But they, they expect him to be ahead of where he's headed from. So, um, if Castellanos could pick up his bat from how poorly it was last year, I think this team, uh, the the sky's the limit for this team. I mean, they came up short of a World Series last year, just a little short, but I think they could repeat by adding, I mean, adding Trey Turner is huge. The Cubs, I mean, huge Cubs fans here, and that is one guy that, you send you can send your money to because he is a five tool player hundred percent and the Phillies got him and made their team better than making the World Series to make it even better. So I'm the Phillies at 162. Ugh, not a fan. Getting into the NL Central, starting off. I mean, I want to save you guys some time. It's the Cincinnati Reds in fifth place. <laughs> They're going fifty six and one oh six. Uh Joe, you better say the same. I also have the Reds, but at a slightly different. Sixty nine and ninety three. I don't think they'll be that bad. I think they'll 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 get a lot of their wins within the division. I mean, they'll always beat the Cubs. They'll always beat the Brewers. Always beat the Pirates. I mean, they added Will Myers. That was their big ad. Hunter Green. I expect him. <laughs> I, have, I, have, I think Hunter Green's going to have a very very good season. 
Um, he'll be the one shining star for that team. But, I mean, you got Votto and India and Myers as your top three. That's uh, not so hot. So, yeah, they're dead last. I do like Alexis Diaz as their closer. Oh, yes, yes. Brother of Edwin. He's got a very good card in MLB The Show. Yes. Yeah. Might be a little sneaky good there for the Reds. My fourth place team is my first, I feel like, big surprise. The Milwaukee Brewers I have coming in fourth place at 72 and 90. Last year, these guys went 86 and 76. That was good enough to earn them second place in the NL Central. But just looking at their lineup, nobody really stands out. I mean, Jesse Winker, just a guy to me. He, you know, it's not 2021 anymore. Yelich, it's not 2018 anymore. Willie Adamas, I like. I think he's decent. Luis Arias had a pretty good World Baseball Classic. Uh, they made the move for William Contreras from the Braves. I mean, not even the best brother. Uh, they traded away Josh Hader. I don't know what they're doing there. That was so stupid. I mean, Devin Williams is good, but why would you pass up on the best reliever in baseball? It doesn't make sense to me. Um, you know, the top three in the rotation are very solid, and I think that's going to be what gets them wins. But the lineup, I mean, I know it hasn't changed much, but – you know, Joe, you always say it, talking about the Tampa Bay Rays, they have to have a downfall at some point. I think this is that year for Milwaukee. I feel like, you know, there's just they don't have enough face value here for them to uh, keep it up. I don't like Craig Council that much. I'm just not a big Milwaukee guy this year. 72 and 90. Um, I have in fourth place a very different Pittsburgh Pirate team. Um, I have them at 74 and 88. Um, I like what I see this year. I mean, they're actually putting a roster together where they're like, okay, we can win some games finally. Um, O'Neal Cruz obviously has outstanding talent. I can't Ugh. wait to see him play. Um, Brian Reynolds, another talent who hopefully gets extended because they need him. <laughs> Key Brian Hayes, another big – I mean, with their line, I mean, they, they brought back McCutcheon. I mean, he's not going to be a big impact, but that's nice. Carlos Santana, G-Man Choi, that's another two good ads right there. They brought some solid bats into the lineup. That's not bad. Rotation, Mitch Keller and Rich Hill. Uh, that's that's what they're going to lack. Definitely pitching. I mean, I mean, but they got Cole's favorite reliever in the game, David Bednar. Yes, sir. Uh, he's pretty good. So I I think they're gonna they're gonna I don't know if people really like think of them. I don't know what I don't know what the talk around town is about this team this year. But <laughs> I think they come out here and they they show people, hey, we can win games too. So. Uh, 74 and 88, and uh, things are on the bright side for Pittsburgh. I got Pittsburgh coming in third place, just one game better than how you had them, 75 and 87. Again, I really, really like these guys. Um, Fangraphs gave them a 4% playoff chance. I feel like, uh, I don't want to say disrespectful, but I feel like I would up that maybe to like 8 or 9%. Um, their left side of the infield is very solid. I'm not a huge O'Neill Cruz guy. I think people need to Maybe hop off the sack a little bit there. I love to Brian Hayes, though. And then um, they got some pretty good outfielders in Brian Reynolds and Jack Sawinski. Not too high on Andrew McCutcheon coming back, though. I think he's a little butt. Uh, yeah, kind of like what Joe said. Their starting pitching is weak. Their uh, bullpen is weak. But, oh, man, David Bednar. I love that guy. Uh, so the Pirates, third place, 75 and 87. Uh, again, things are looking up for them. But I, I still don't like them for trading me away and road to the show. I don't really... I don't really like that. So, uh, Pirates, third place. Um, I have the Brewers coming in two be- two games better than the Pirates at seventy six and eighty six. Now, with this team, I sense a very a very similar situation to what the Cubs fans went through in twenty twenty one. 
Um, I think this team's going to start off hot. I mean, they got Yelich, Adamas, Telez, William Contreras, and Jesse Winker, two very good pickups. Brian Anderson, they also picked him up. Very good. I think they come out hot. And then I think around the deadline is where they start to struggle, right? Right. Where the Cubs did, they trade everybody away. And I think at the deadline, you see moves like you've never seen before. I think Burns and Woodruff both get shipped off. I think Freddie Peralta might even get moved. Um, now, it's hard with Yelich because didn't he sign like a massive extension there? Yeah. So I don't think maybe he's the piece you build around because he's still fairly young. I think he's like 28. Let me see. Uh, let's play the guessing game. You said 28. I'm going to say 30. Christian. He's 31. Wow. Never mind. Wow. He is 31. Wow. Um, I, mean, I don't I don't know where he's at on his contract, but maybe he could get, even get moved at the deadline. He hasn't been what um, they signed him the extension for. I mean, he won MVP for them, and then ever since then, it's been like, okay, come on, do and something, and he hasn't. I could totally see a, a contender like the Dodgers or Yankees, you know, coughing up some money for him. A, exactly. because they have it, and B, because they're going to be competing and they can try and fix a guy like Yelich, especially the Yankees. They don't have a ton of lefty bats, and that short porch would be pretty nice for Yelich. So I didn't really even think about that until you brought it up, but I could definitely see him getting moved. And I definitely see, I mean, Devin Williams, they're, they're closer. I mean, they gave away their other one, Hater, last year. That was probably one of the best one-two punches, right? definitely in the league. But the thing that sucks about this team is, well, we'll when we go, we're going to the game on – April 2nd, and the thing that sucks about the Brewers is, of course, when they face the Cubs always, the bums like Telez, Jesse Winker, Luis Arias, and, like, Bryce Terang, who I've never heard of before, will all, like, smoke home runs, and then they'll pull out, like, Matt Bush from the bullpen, and Cubs can't hit them. So, I mean, it's, it always happens. But I do expect this team to be sell-heavy at the deadline. Uh, yeah, I guess I agree there because I don't have them playing very well. Second place team, Chicago Cubs, 81 and 81. I'm not going to be biased. I don't have them getting in the playoffs. Last season, they were 74 and 88. I would say they were one of the most active teams this offseason. And I think that reflects in the record as they uh, win seven more games than last season. Um, what worries me here, and I'm just being honest, I don't want to be biased, is the back half of the rotation that's Drew Smiley and Hayden Wesneski. You know, I love Wesneski. You know, he's still a little unproven. Um, and I'm just not a very big uh, supporter of Smiley either. I'm a supporter of him. I'm not a believer in him, though. Um, and then the corner infields, I mean, what are we doing? Eric Hosmer and Patrick Wisdom. That's why I'm, very not underrated. A big, I'm not a big David Ross fan because you have perfectly good guys like Christopher Morell and Nick Madrigal ready to go at third base, and we're just not putting them there. I think Morell's going to get a spot in the starting lineup just because Seiya's out so we can throw Morell in center field or maybe right field. And I think he'll have some success they, there. I, I thought I heard it was going to be wisdom and right. And then Morell at third or magical at third. Patrick wisdom playing right field. He played, he played left and right last year. He's a, he's a utility guy. He can do it all. I, I might become a white Sox fan. What are <laughs> you, I, I hate Patrick wisdom. So much. I love Patrick. Breaks wisdom. out way too much. But he and also homers way too much. Although I, I don't have us making the wild card game, I think we're certainly going to compete for it into uh, the later months, like August and September. I like this Cub squad. I just maybe maybe we we go out for the dreadline and maybe we trade for a guy like Christian Yelich, and I'd be maybe a little more confident in the squad. But right now, I think the bullpen hurts us a lot. There's really no legitimate closer, really no legitimacy at all besides Alzali. I'm a big Alzali guy and a little bit of a Keegan Thompson guy as well. Um, 
but I think there's going to be a lot of blown games for Cubs fans this year, so uh, be ready to be disappointed because maybe a lot of late leads get blown. Uh, I also have the Cubs in second at 80 and 82. The, my issue with the Cubs this year is obviously pitching. Uh, I don't like Smiley. Really like Wisniewski. I think he'll live up to the hype. He'll become that true four. Hendricks comes back around June. I honestly could see the Cubs going with the six-man rotation this year because Wisniewski is a rookie. I don't see him exceeding over 100 innings. Maybe – oh, no, I wouldn't say that. Maybe I wouldn't see him exceeding over 150. Um, that's where the, when Hendricks comes in, they'll run the six-man. And what's so nice about having the day off early on in the season is that fifth guy isn't needed till about probably that second week. So unless they want to – I mean, it depends on how Ross does it. But uh, you'll have Hendricks coming back in June. So, I mean, hopefully I can see him – I don't know – Maybe uh, I don't want to say him in the bullpen, but maybe starting out of the bullpen, becoming the reliever. I think the big mistake is where the Cubs missed is not bringing back Contreras because in this league, you do need a hitting catcher and Tucker Barnhart and Jan Gomes will certainly not do the job. Um, I also Cubs fans seem to like Swanson. Um, I I like Swanson, but like nothing more than in my opinion, uh, it might sound crazy here, but I think he's mid. Um, spring training, he hit a whopping up until when he homered yesterday. He was hitting point five three, so um, zero point zero five three. My bad, had to get that extra zero in there. But he has been atrocious so far. So we'll see how that affects things. But really, really excited for Cody Bellinger. I mean, I think he. Uh, I'll get later that in my awards, but I think he has a pretty big season um, on top of adding Mancini and Hosmer, which I think are two great moves. Hosmer hasn't batted under 270 in his whole career, so I don't know why Cubs fans are mad at that move. Hosmer is a very underrated player in this league. And Mancini, I mean, he can he can hit it. So um, Edwin Rios is also – sorry, I'm going really in-depth. <laughs> but Edwin Rios is also a very – I didn't realize how – and then, of course, you got Suzuki, who's hurt. Morell off the bench, Magical off the bench, you'll have Mervis off the bench, um, even David Bote, that guy sucks, <laughs> off the bench. And then in the bullpen, our closer right now is probably going to be Michael Fulmer. Has a pretty good move by the Cubs there, picking him up. And you got I Brad, want, Brad I want Caleb, Caleb Killian. I know he's a starter. Get him in the pen. Have him unleash 101. Maybe. He doesn't throw that hard. He does. He throws 94-95. He was a starter last year for the Cubs. Who was the guy we got in the Chris Bryant Brian trade? Jensen. It was Jen- – no, Jensen's the guy we said. The guy we got in the Chris Bryant trade, I couldn't tell you who that was. That was Killian we got in the Cubs, but he's a starter. You're thinking of Ryan Jensen for the Cubs. He throws 101. No, I'm, let's put Killian in the pen. Well, he doesn't throw 101. Mm-hmm. Uh, he throws 97. God damn it. You have Cody Hewer coming back. I forgot about him, too. Cubs, ah! what, you don't like him? Ah! What? what I think he, oh, he's very good. I, he's going to be the closer of the future for the Cubs, I think, if he comes back strong for TG. Uh, well, TJ. And, uh, yeah, so that's my in-depth on the Cubs. I think Bright is bright, but I also – I mean, typical Cubs fashion, they'll sit around like 81 and 81, be content with it. So, unless you throw all the money at Shohei next year, I will not be happy unless we make the playoffs this year. Thank you. All right, first place, I got the Cardinals, 95 and 67. This is a pretty clear-cut favorite. Uh, 
there's really no real weak spots here. I love the Wilson Contreras pickup. He's such a good player. And uh, I think these guys are going to compete for a spot in the World Series. What does worry me is the lack of uh, starting uh, pitching. But they went out last year and got some some starters at the, the July deadline. They picked up Montgomery, who stuck around, and they also picked up Quintana, some rentals. I, I'm betting that they'll do that again this season. So I think this overall just a really good year from the Cardinals. I like these guys. Well, I don't like them, but I'm uh, I can acknowledge when a team is good. And these guys are very good. Goldschmidt and Arenado at the corners is awesome. Uh, new celebrity Lars Newtbar in the outfield along with O'Neill and Carlson, and then uh, Jordan Walker made the opening day roster, so he should be able to play either sh- probably shortstop for them and uh, do some pretty good math. So the Cardinals clear cut favorite here for first place. Um, yes, I'd have to agree, hands down. I have them at, I think, what did I have at? 96 and 7, no, hold on. I had them at 96 and 66, sorry about that. Um, this team is just, uh, it's ridiculous this year. I mean, I think they they could possibly be the best team in the NL. Um, you mentioned lack of pitching. I mean, it's all right. Flaherty's got to come back strong. Wainwright, he's out the first few weeks. Montgomery, he was really solid. Ugh, Steven Matz, hate that guy. And then Miles Michaelis, he's – I mean, they – pitching – pitching's probably, like you said, give me the issue. But adding Contreras, yeah, Jordan Walker in the lineup. Tommy Edmond went from leading off to them last year to probably – he's probably going to be the nine-hitter so they can do the double leadoff thing. But, I mean, it, it's – flat out ridiculous of how much depth they have. They could divide their team into two and still make it two playoff teams, in my opinion. Um, bullpen, you have Hensley and Gale- G- I don't even know how to say that. Giovanni Galeos. I'm probably saying that wrong because I don't say names well, but there's that. I mean, off the bench, Nolan Gorman was one of their top prospects. And he's probably going to be on the bench. And then Paul DeYoung, that guy sucked. But, I mean, they, they have – an insane amount of depth, and that could make a very strong run in the playoffs. All right, getting into the National League West, I got the Colorado Rockies, another clear-cut last-place team. Um, The Rockies have a 0.1% chance to make the playoffs. I think that's a little too generous. They might be down to 0.0. I mean, their left side of the infield is atrocious. Here's who their left side is. Ellie Hurris Montero is their third baseman, and their shortstop is Ezekiel Tovar. I mean, I mean, I'm, pretty a, good. I'm a pretty big baseball fan. Um, I've never heard of those guys. That's unbelievable. Um, so Rockies fans enjoy a top five pick for 2024. Um, this is where we're gonna have to differ, and I think this is where I'm gonna bring out some strong Giants hate here. But um, Ooh. I have the Giants finishing in last at 75 and 89. Um. I expect big things from this division this year. Uh, why I'm leaning on the bad side for the Giants. Giants picked up uh, Conforto, Hanniger, and who was the other guy they got? Oh, wait, they didn't get Correa. Ha, because they suck. Jack Peterson um, resigned. Yeah, Jack resigned. They, they, their outfield is very strong. Yes, Conforto, Peterson, and Hanniger. Um, the rotation's always been strong as well. Webb, Cobb, Benea, Stripling, and Wood. But I think what this team is going to struggle with is I think they, they've always, they went from 107 wins to how many did they finish with last year? 84. Uh, last year, the giants were 81 and 81. 81. Yeah. So I think what 
happens is the Giants they'll they'll have their ups and downs. And what you saw in the 107 season, they were all on the same page every single step of the way uh, that year. They had, I mean, everything was, I wouldn't say everything was going right, but they had, they had momentum and they just, they never like turned back. Their bullpen, very underrated, uh, all those guys in there. But as you could see last year, when they started up, they, I think they were at the deadline, maybe the same record as Dodgers, or maybe they were close and then lost everything. So, if they can maintain momentum, then I'm going to look like an idiot. But I think they lose a lot of it, and they finish worse than last year. Because, I mean, having Correa would have been a huge bat in that lineup. But, I mean, I, I don't see this team. I think they're just going to hit a wall at some point and then not give a F about anything anymore. So, uh, I'm them finishing last. All right. That's bold, in my opinion. I mean, I have them in fourth place at 72 and 90, but Colorado is just so horrendous. Oh, my. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you. The Giants are definitely trending downwards. So, they were 81-win team last year. I got them at 72 this year. Fangraphs, I think, is being a little too kind of them. 42% playoff chance. I'd maybe cut that in half. Yeah. Um, I think the pitching is okay. You're big on the Sean Manai and Alex Cobb train. Uh, very good. Not so much. I think Logan Webb is okay, but I really like their bullpen. Camilo Doval. They got the Rogers brothers. Yeah. Uh, Joey Bart at catcher is in. Like you said, the infield's not very impressive. The outfield bats are pretty solid though. So I think that's gonna, you know, really all their runs are gonna come from the outfield bats. Um, and then the bullpen should be locked down. Um, I'm not so yeah. Like I said before, I'm not so confident in their rotation. That's a big question mark for me. Um. But overall, I think the Giants are just not very good. Fourth place team for me. Um, I also have the Rockies at fourth place. Um, Rockies, I mean, they got a solid lineup in my opinion. I mean, I think Bryant's going to have a phenomenal year. I said that last year and then he got hurt. But he's looked really good in spring training. Blackman, CJ Crone, Brian McMahon. They added Jerkson Profar, Mike Boustakis. Solid lineup there. Pitching, I feel like it's been the same for three years now. Marquez Freeland. Stanzanella, Urena, and Gomber. I mean, that's – I mean, it has not changed. The closer, Daniel Bard, uh, kind of took some hate in the World Baseball Classic because he flat out sucked. <laughs> um, they also got the Met from the Brewers when they traded – the Brewers traded Josh Hader away for Lamette. He's supposed to be a big piece, and then the Brewers released him. So, he's now on the Rockies, hoping, hoping to revive his career. And Brad Handjob got – Signed by the Rockies. So they got solid arms in the pen. Uh, I have them at 77. Whoa, that is very nice. 85. I think they'll be a solid team. Very generous there. Yeah. Um, third in the NLS, I got the Arizona Diamondbacks at 80 and 82. I'm kind of putting these guys into the same bucket as Miami. Um, improving, but not quite there yet. Uh, I think these guys are one of the most league's most improved teams this offseason. They added uh, Gabriel Moreno from Toronto, and they added Lourdes Gurriel, all for Dalton Varsho. I mean, I think Varsho is okay. You know, he's a catcher. He can play the outfield as well. That's pretty valuable. But trading trading for a top prospect and Lourdes Gurriel is pretty solid. I'm a big fan of that. Um, they added Kyle Lewis for pretty cheap, and, I, you know, former rookie of the year. I like him. Uh, Casey is big on the uh, Zach Gallon train. I think he's okay. More of a Merrill Kelly fan myself, repping Ugh. Team USA. Um, the relief pitching is okay. You know, love Andrew Chafin. That guy's classic. Uh, 
but really what I think is going to earn them some wins here is the um, the the bats. The bats are great. Cattell Marte, Corbin Carroll, and Alec Thomas in the outfield. They got some young outfielders that should uh, should be able to make some exciting plays over there in Phoenix, Arizona. And I think these guys go 80 and 82. Um, what I think holds them back is just, again, playing with the Padres and the Dodgers. And then the rotation isn't really blowing anyone's socks off. Um, Madison Bumgarner is old. And the four and five starters are just not very good. Um, I have the same exact record for the Diamondbacks, 80 and 82. Um, this is ridiculous. I feel like one of the most underrated lineups in the league. They're going to kill you with speed. They're going to kill you with power. And they're going to kill you with, I mean, contact. I mean, Corbin Carroll and Jake McCarthy, two very quick, strong, home run hitting. They're, they're, they're like really top of the lineup. You got Ketel Marte, speed and contact. Christian Walker is going to provide the power. Alec Thomas is going to provide – a lot of more contact. Gurriel, that's a huge ad from the Diamondbacks. Uh, same with Gabriel Moreno. Who did they trade? Bar- they traded Varsho, I'm weak. So, I mean, they got two solid pieces for one. Blue Jays just stacked up their lineup. But same sense, like you said, the rotation. Zach Gallen, I'll get to him to later. Um, Merrill Kelly, he he's mid. Bumgarner's mid. Zach Davies, always will be a Zach Davies fan. Love Zach Davies. But uh, – uh-huh. Another thing real quick before I finish this up, but uh, bullpen for them. I really like it. You got Chafin, uh, Mark Melanson, Ian Kennedy, and there was one more I was forgot about. Um, Miguel Castro. I think they picked him up from Toronto too, but they have so, four solid arms there. So if they want to win games, they have the arms to close out games. So unlike the Cubs. So I was really hoping the Cubs got Chafin back, but they did not. Um, Diamondbacks, 80 and 82. All right, second place team here. I got the San Diego Padres. Maybe a little surprising. They're a wild card team in my book, ninety-eight and sixty-four. That guy, that, this team would be like fifth in the NL East if this were Joe's Joe's list. But they're second in the NL West. Uh, much improved last year. They had eighty-nine wins last season, and uh, uh, Fangraphs is being very, very generous. I'm using that word a lot with their playoff percent chance at eighty-eight percent. I mean. I would say I have it listed here as one of the best lineups. I'm just going to say it's probably the best lineup in the entire league. They got like four shortstops. They got Manny Machado, Xander Bogarts on the left side of the infield. They're trying Tatis and right. Uh, before we started this podcast, he hosed the guy out in the spring training game. So that was pretty sick. Um, rotation overall is pretty solid. You Darvish, Musgrove, uh, Blake Snell. Uh, the bullpen I'm a big fan of. You know, when you have the best reliever pitcher in baseball, that's always a good thing. Uh, Matt Carpenter and Nelson Cruz at DH. If this was 2014, that would be incredible. Um, Padres, you know, a lot of people are surprised that I don't – I think are going to be surprised that I don't have them in first place. And this is not a knock on them at all. They're a great team. Joe's a huge Bob Melvin guy. Um, 98-64 is a great season. It's just second place in the NLS. I think the Padres are a very, very good team, and uh, they should easily be, make the playoffs. Quite ridiculous, in my opinion. Um, this one's going to shock a lot of people. Missing the playoffs in second place, the Los Angeles Dodgers at 90 and 72. Um, obviously, you got the big four Betts, Freeman, Smith, Will Smith, and Max Muncy. But compared to what that used to be, you had Trey Turner in that lineup. And who else did they lose? They lost um, Turner and what can I think? Well, they lost Walker Bueller to. Um, oh, he's out for the whole season with Tommy John. You're right. Um, and Bellinger. Bellinger, yeah. So, I mean, uh, 
David Peralta and Trace Thompson, if you think they're going to do the job Bellinger did, which probably could hit a little bit better average-wise, but they're not going to fill – I don't think they're going to take the glove role. And then they got, like, Miguel Rojas and Miguel Vargas. They're, they're starting to settle, like, the Rays. Let's get the under-the-radar guys into those lineup and let's see what they can do. Um, that's not going to get you your 100-win season. I'm sorry. Um, I've never been a huge Julio Urias fan, so um, he's all right. Dustin and May, Justin Turner. They lost him. Lost Turner. Um, so the rotation this year, they added Noah Syndergaard. He struggled in the past. Maybe a lot of the pitchers that go to L.A. think they can – I mean, I hope – they fix Syndergaard because I like him. Uh, Kershaw's obviously going to keep – Kershaw's Kershaw. He's going to Kershaw. He's great. But I don't think as good as he's been. And then you got Tony Gonsolin. So, I, this team has regressed a lot, in my opinion. And then lost Kenley Jansen. They lost their both their, their closer. I, I couldn't even tell you who their closer is right now. So, uh, I don't like the Dodgers at all this season. Oh, it's uh, Gratterall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And i do not not a big fan of him either. So, um this team is a big question mark for me this year, so we'll see how it plays out. Um, I know you're just shitting on Dan's, but you just hit a second home run of spring, baby. Nice. All right, he's getting catching fire. Um, a team that was in on Dan's Swanson but did not get him, the Los Angeles Dodgers. They're my first-place team. Last year they were insane. They were 111-51. and 51. That's a incredible season. This year I got them at 101-61. and 61. Um, these guys are one of the most banged up teams in the league. Walker Bueller's out. Gavin Lux is hurt right now. Um, and yeah, you, I like the race comparison there. They're going with some um, under the radar guys. And I think it's what a stupid decision was of letting Trevor Bauer go. I mean, the the charges were dropped. I understand he wasn't. I, some of the teammates didn't like him, but he's still a Cy Young winning pitcher. He's incredible. Trevor Bauer should have been on the team. Now he's overplaying in Tokyo or Korea or something. That was just a waste of talent. But still, Dodgers, 101 and 61. Congratulations. You're in first place. Terrible. Um, this one, I have very big expectations for Dodgers this year. I'm then 108 and 54. Uh, this team, I mean, when Tatis, Bogart, Soto, and Machado are your first four hitters, those are top 25 players in the league, and you have four of them. Um, and then they got Hyung Sung Kim, Jake Cronenworth, like you said, Carpenter, and Nelson Cruz. If this was 2014, not only would they have a bunch of teenagers on their team, but, I mean, they still would be the best team in the league probably. Um, Austin Nola, very underrated catch. And then you got Snell, uh, Darvish, Lugo, Nick Martinez, and Joe Musgrove. So their rotation certainly fine. And, of course, you have fucking Josh Hader. Sorry, pardon my language. This team is going to be probably the best in the league. All right, there are our National League picks. Going straight into the American League, uh, a team that I had winning the World Series last year, the Boston <laughs> Red Sox are fifth in the AL East. Ooh. Uh, 75 and 87, so that's a pretty good record for being in last place. But uh, I mentioned the NL East, possibly the best team in the division, uh, the a- or best division in baseball. I think the AL East is probably second place. Last year, they also got fifth place at 78 and 84. Very surprising. Um, Fangrass has given them a 29% chance to make the playoffs. That seems fitting. Uh, the rotation, in my opinion, is old and washed. I mean, I used to be huge on Chris Sale. I mean, not really anymore. Corey Kluber is second on their depth chart. Nick Pavetta is third. I mean, just these guys are has-beens. Um, in the infield, you know, they're decent bats. The Sox are not blown off. I'll say that. 
And it just seems these guys are kind of in a similar situation in Milwaukee. They don't know if they want to compete or rebuild. You got to make a decision uh, because they re-signed Devers, but then, you know, they traded away. um, No, I was going to say Mookie Betts. That's kind of a while ago. But they're just not making moves like a legit contender. But they're, they're pretenders, in my opinion. And therefore, last place in the AL East. Um, I have the same record as you for the Xander last place. Xander Bogart, they let go. Yeah. Um, same record as you, but different team. I have, might come as a shocker to some people. Tampa Bay Rays. I think this is the year they finally regress it all. Randy Rosarino's look great in the World Baseball Classic, and they have one of my favorite players in the league, Wanda Franco. However, the surrounding pieces besides Brandon Lau, I mean, it's – if. A normal person were to look at this, like a normal baseball fan. I know me and you are the, like, the advanced. We're in the advanced category. But uh, if a normal person were to look at this, normal sports fan, they'd be like, who the hell are these guys? I mean, I couldn't even I, – I know some of the guys in the rotation, but like Zach Eflin needs to be on the Phillies. He's old as balls. I mean, he just doesn't fit the criteria this year. I don't expect Shane McClanahan to do what he did last season. Um, he won Cy Young, right? Who did? McClanahan. Oh, no, Verlander won it. Verlander won. All right, so he was runner-up or pretty close. So I don't expect him to do the same. I think this is the year they finally dump Kevin Cash, uh, get a new face in there, and then start up from trying to build around Franco and Rosarena. But uh, 75 and 87. All right, fourth place. In, oh, my God. I didn't even realize I kind of zoned out there. Tampa in fifth place. Come on, bum. Fourth place. Baltimore Orioles for me. They got fourth last year at 83 and 79 this year, 81 and 81. Um, and I think they improved overall as a team, but they just, you know, even the general manager said it, they just overperformed last season. Um, so this year, I think they're going to return back to earth at 81 and 81. Uh, they got a good young lineup and pitchers. I like Grayson Rodriguez. I like Gunnar Henderson. Adley Rutschman, we know, is great. And Felix Bautista out of the pen kind of came out of nowhere last year, but he's pretty good. Um, I don't think the rotation is quite all there yet. I mean, their number one pitcher is Kyle Gibson, and their number two is Cole Irvin. Those guys aren't really, you know, again, the Sox, I mean, are well on the feet. And uh, watch out for them at the deadline. I think these guys, if they're competing for a wild card spot, watch out for them. At the deadline, they could make some moves because they got just a ton of prospects that they can unload on like a, like a Mike Trout or something. Um, but the Orioles, fourth place in the AL East for me. Um, I have the same exact record for the same exact team. Nice. Orioles, 81-81. So you may be thinking, oh, where the hell is he at the Red Sox? Um, but the lineup, I really, like, one of the more underrated ones, like, Adam Frazier, great pickup, nice veteran guy for this team, but, like, the line, the, the pitching rotation is really bad. Kyle Gibson, uh, they really need to spend the money. I think they also dump Brandon Hyde after this year. Um, after doing worse than last season, I it was a shock, yes, but I think they need a veteran guy in there. Um, I think guys like Joe Girardi, maybe. Uh, no, no, give me Joe Madden for this team. Ooh. For, for the Orioles next year. Um, I think don't I don't think Madden's done coaching yet. He he needs to be out there still on the field because he can bring a team that. I mean, Brandon Hyde could be the Rick Rick Renteria of our Joe Madden. So we, I think. They need to go out there, really spend the money on pitching, and then maybe get a older veteran DH. But um, besides the point, they're, they're looking better. All right, getting into 
third place, I have the New York Yankees. Wild card team at 88 and 74. Wow. Very solid. You are just knocking the record on the same page in this division. All three are the same so far. Uh, I think just the lineup is kind of aging. Um, they have Anthony Rizzo at first base. I mean, I'm looking at his picture on my wall right now, but I'm sorry, Riz, you're getting a little old. Claybor Torres, Josh Donaldson. Yeah, yeah. Volpe made this opening day roster, but I'm he sure that – You think he's going to start? I, they wouldn't put him on the roster if he wasn't going to start. I guess Volpe, I don't really know much about him. I know he's a young kid. Um, we'll see how he performs. The outfield, Aaron Hicks, Harrison Bader, eh. Giancarlo Stanton, DH, yeah. eh. It's really just the Aaron Judge show here, and I don't think he can take it that far. But you know, I am, I am crapping on their lineup a little bit. But their their pitching is just unbelievable. I think overall they have the best pitching in baseball. Garrett Cole, Carlos Rodon, Luis Severino, Nestor Cortez in the pen, Clay Holmes, Loisaga, Michael King, Lou Trevino, Tommy Canley. These guys are a very very good ball club. Um, I just think the other two teams remaining, a.k.a. Tampa Bay and Toronto, are a little bit better. So New York wildcard team at 88 and 74. Um, third place, I have the Red Sox. Same record. Missing out on the playoffs by a game. Tough heartbreaker for the Red Sox here. Um, really like the lineup. Love the addition of Justin Turner. I think he's going to do great. Love Masataka Yoshida. Love that guy. He's going to be great here. Uh, they got Duvall, Tristan Casas. They have a solid lineup. It's going to – it'll produce. Now, like you said, you have Kluber and Sale. I think they do an enough job this year to stay healthy. Nick Pavetta, I'm, I'm a decent fan of him. Those are three guys there that if they can step up, this will – my prediction will come true. Now, what I was meaning to say, I was more thinking about for the Red Sox point of view, but also for the Orioles point of view. Both of these teams are in the same spot at the deadline. Look for them to trade with the Brewers for either Corbin Burns or Brandon Woodruff to get that nice, nice arm. And you got got down the stretch. You got your one, two, three. Now for the Orioles, I think it's more likely because they could be have a higher record. But I mean, added Woodruff into Luber and Sale certainly, and then they added Kenley Jansen. I think Jansen's going to be phenomenal in Boston. I think he's going to fit the atmosphere. He's already in L.A. He really didn't like it when they were booing at him, but Boston's a more tougher place. I feel like he's going to build build more of that turtle shell in uh, Boston. So I have them coming at 87 and 74, missing the playoff by a game. I am not. I mean, the Red Sox let me down last year after my World Series prediction and my Trevor, my Trevor Story MVP pick. So I got to punish them this year with fifth place. But Joe is very high on them. Second place is one of my more surprising picks, the Tampa Bay Rays, 90 and 72. I mean, on paper, if you if you look at everyone's roster and, you know, without the team and you see wild card next to these guys, you're like, what? But they just find a way to do it. I like Kevin Cash. They've got really good farm system. They just know how to develop their guys, specifically their pitching. Um, Fangraphs is giving them a 66% chance to make the playoffs. I feel like that's just about right. And they just, these guys just find a way to get it done year after year. They're like the – I want to say the Patriots of the MLB, but the Patriots – or like the Steelers. Maybe that's a better question. Yes. The Steelers of the MLB. Uh, they got a pretty good lineup. I like Brandon Lau. I like Isaac Paradis. I like Wander Franco. Rosa Reina's great. Manuel Margot's good. Um, and then their bullpen is very, very solid. I like McClanahan. You know, you talked about, you know, he was, I think, second place in MVP – or Cy Young voting. For the American League, I can see him competing for that again. 
Uh, I like Tampa Bay. I'm not going to sleep on them like I have in years past. I think they make the wild card game. Um, sorry, wild card series now at uh, 90 and 72. Um, I have the Yankees coming at second at 101 and 61. Ooh. Um, really like their lineup. I, the, I mean, LeMahieu, Judge, it, it is a very aging lineup. A lot of people, they were talking about, because of how the banged up the rotations been, they were thinking about t- trading Glaber Torres for Jesus Lazardo. Uh, I would love for that to happen for the Marlins because that just gives you another bat in that preceding lineup. Um, just a Volpe or Volpe, <laughs> say it, Volpe, uh, starting shortstop now for the Yanks. They got a solid lineup pitching. If they can stay healthy, Garrett Cole, Nestor Cortez, Carlos Rodon. And uh, Frankie Montez is done for the year, but they—the only way this team doesn't do well is because of injuries, and it's already been showing. So we'll see how that takes them. But second place right now. So me and you both have the same first place team, the Toronto Blue Jays. Yep. I have them coming in with a record of 102 and 60. Ooh. Uh, last season they were 92 and 70. So I think they make a 10 game jump. Um, I think these guys are the Cardinals of the AL, just in terms of their depth. And that's still with making that dumbass trade for Dalton Varsho and that dumbass trade for Tay Oscar. They, I mean, these guys were loaded last year, um, made the wild card game, wild card series, and actually lost that. Um, but now they're, um, it seems like they're even better just on paper. I, like, I really like Vlad. I, I really like Matt Chapman. I really like Whit Merrifield. I really like Boba Shett. I think the Braves last year held the title of best infield in baseball. I think Toronto's taking that over now. Um, and then they added Kevin Kiermeyer and Brandon Belt, two little sneaky pickups there. And then the pitching is very solid as they added Chris Bassett. They have Jose Barrios, Alec Manoa, Kevin Gosman still. And then Jordan Romano should be good for about 30 to 35 saves for you. So I think Toronto's a very good team, and I think they're going to be at the top of the AL East. Um, I have to agree. I'm, I'm one game better, 103-59. Um, this team's lineup is – my opinion, best in the league. Their seven, eight, nine projected hitters are Brandon Belt, Whit Merrifield, and Kevin Kiermeyer. And on some teams, that would be the one, two, three hitters for that team. Uh-huh. So uh, it shows the depth in the lineup. Their rotation's probably one of the better put together in the league, too. Manoa, Gossman, Bassett, Barrios, and Kikuchi. So they have, I mean, I think what it takes to be the best team in the league this year. Um, they lost first round playoffs last year. I think they'll have a little chip on the shoulder, but. Um, I expect really big things they can stay healthy this year. All right, going into the AL Central, I'm going to say it. I think these, this is the worst division in baseball. Pretty competitive between them and the NL Central. Uh, fifth place, Detroit Tigers uh, at 66 and 96. Uh, they're pretty horrible at every position besides the outfield. Their outfield's okay with Meadows, Riley Green, and Akil Badu. Um, but, you know, I feel like a lot of these, you know, teams that aren't the best they got some young talent these guys are young but the young guys suck <laughs> i'm not a very big fan of them their pitching's bad their bullpen's bad uh clear last place team for me i have to agree hands down the worst team in the league in my opinion oh. um i don't have them at the worst record but on paper i think they're, they're probably the worst team um oakland always finds a way to win a few games i have at 59 and 103 uh, this team is atrocious. I mean, the lineup, you have Lariano, Aguilar, and Brown. That's about it. They have a lot of exciting prospects. I know their catcher, Shea, 
obviously his last name from the Braves. Now the starting rotation, I never heard of anybody but Paul Blackburn. So um, one of them, hopefully the other four guys will be something, <laughs> but um, there's nothing exciting about this team this year. All right. Going to my fourth place team, I got the Kansas City Royals at 76 and 86. It's pretty. Oh my pretty God. I totally, I totally forgot we were, I was in the you were wrong about division. The I was like, I was, forget that. I'll do this real quick. I have the Tigers at 70 and 92. Um, kind of the same story as the A's. Not really exciting. Javi Baez, the only excitement they really have there. Um, Casey Mize, they got. It, this is the definition of a mid-below-average team, if you've ever seen one before. So um, I don't know why I was talking about the A's there because it didn't make sense. But now that we're back in the same division, Tigers 70-92, and yeah. So there we go. I got the Royals at 76-86. and 86. Fangraphs is being a little disrespectful here. 4% playoff chance. Come on, Fangraphs. Royals are lit. Um, they're like the Tigers, but they're actually good. And um, I think a Bobby Witt masterclass is going to be incoming. Love Bobby Witt, one of the best young players in baseball. And uh, he's going to do some math over there in KC, Missouri. I would have to agree. Um, I have the Royals also in fourth place at 74 and 88, slightly better than the Tigers. Love Bobby Witt. People like MJ Melendez really haven't heard much about him. Uh, Vinny Pasquantino. I mean, he's he played for Team Italy. He's pretty good. Uh, their rotation's actually pretty solid. Grinky, Singer, Keller, Lyles, and Bubich. Solid five arms. They also added Aroldis Chapman to that bullpen. So if that team, for some reason, wanted to be randomly good, they do have a solid closer if he can keep his head on the straight way. But um, it, it, I think they're, they're going to be decent. All right, getting into my third place team, I have the Minnesota Twins at eighty and eighty-two. Um, wow. You know, if these guys, if these guys are healthy, I think they're a pretty good ball club. They brought back Carlos Correa as he was the third team that he decided to sign with this offseason. Um, they have Byron Buxton. You know, like I said, health is an issue with him. You know, I would say he's a, one of the few. You mentioned Trey Turner before, one of the few five-tool players in the league. I would put Byron Bucks in that category, but unfortunately, he's only playing, you know, I would say double-digit games. He's not getting above 100 games. Um, I think these guys have a good rotation, a good bullpen, and a good lineup. These guys are good, and that reflects with their record of 80 and 82. It's, you know, good, not, you know, insane. Um, I got Sonny Gray. They got Pablo Lopez. And the pen, they got Johan Duran and Jorge Lopez, who was with Baltimore until the deadline. So I think these guys got some pretty good pitching in both the bullpen and the rotation, and then their their hitters are decent. So Twins, Deez. they're not making the playoffs, but you know things are just you know they're they're average over there in Minneapolis. Um, in third place, I have the White Sox at eighty three and seventy nine. Um, their lineup, uh, I think, by just losing a Brayu, in my opinion, <clears throat> is going to cost them second or first place. Uh, this is going to be a tight division, but. Uh, on paper, when you look at them, you're like, wow, this is probably going to be a 100-win team. I mean, both the, the rotation, you got Cease, Lynn, Giolito, Clevenger, and Kopech. That, that's pretty damn good. And then you got Anderson, Luis Robert, Benintendi, a great pickup, Menez, Mokata, Vaughn, Grandal. You look at it, and you're like, oh, okay. But the injuries, 
they're not going to be. I, I'm there. A lot of people are a fan of their manager. I, he just seems like a boring guy to me. Um, it's all oh, much better than Tony La Russa, but <laughs> it's still going to be a struggle. So I think that you'll you'll sit right around five hundred again. Um, but I think if you really you're going to really have to get somebody. They're banking on Oscar Colas uh, to be really good. Uh, can't say I know much about him. If we had Barani on the podcast, he'd probably tell us this guy's Jesus Christ, but uh, not in this case. So, uh, eighty-three and seventy-nine, very mid year for the Sox. All right, get in second place. I have the White Sox at eighty-seven and seventy-five. Um, you know, everywhere I've been looking, you know, on social media, they've had Chicago around this spot. But all my White Sox friends that I talk to, you know, are not very confident in them. I am, on the other hand. I think they got a, um, one of the best rotations in the entire American League, maybe just behind New York. Cease, Lynn, Giolito, Kopech. That's a pretty good top four there. Um, losing Liam Hendricks to cancer does suck, absolutely. I about that, yeah. Um, but looking at their lineup, nobody stands out to me. But it's still good. You know, Andrew Vaughn, I like him. Elvis Andrews, yeah. Yoan Mancata and Tim Anderson. I guess those guys, you know, Tim Anderson, I guess he stands out. Benintendi, Robert, Jimenez, Oscar Colas. Those those are just, you know, good guys. Those aren't all-star caliber players, in my opinion. So I think these guys, that earns them second place. I do think that they're the first team to miss out on the wild card uh, series. Sorry, White Sox fans. I don't think uh, – there's going to be a wild card team coming out of the AL Central. I think if you want to make the playoffs, you got to win it. And uh, unfortunately, they're not. Um, this will be my first playoff team. The Minnesota Twins at 89 and 73. This is one game better than the Red Sox. I kind of like what Minnesota's doing. I mean, they picked up Gallo, which I think will be really beneficial. I mean, he's shown struggles with the shift. I mean, he strikes out way too much. But I think without the shift, might help just a little bit. They picked up Pablo Lopez. That's a great move. That puts their rotation at five above average starters. Pablo Lopez, Sonny Gray, Joe Ryan, Tyler Molly, and Kenta Maedo. That is five quality starters. All of those guys could possibly be the number one. They're all probably in the same rank, to be honest, but I think that's clutch. And if uh, Buxton can stay healthy, Buxton is one of my favorite players in the league. When he stays healthy, he is hands down a talent. Uh, I got Kepler bringing back Correa. This team's going to be good. I mean, last year, what was their record last year? For Minnesota, they were not that good, 78 and 84. Really? So I, I expect a big step up this year. Um, yeah, 89 and 73, six seed in the AL. All right, getting into my number one seed in the AL Central, I got the Cleveland Guardians at 94 and 68. Last season they were ninety two and seventy, ninety two and yeah ninety two and seventy. So I think they repeat that playoff chances for Fangraphs fifty three percent. I would put that at like seventy three percent. I think they have an elite bullpen with my man James Karen Jack. Baby love that guy and twenty twenty two AL reliever of the year Emmanuel Classe. He's a very good closer. Uh, starting rotation, they got Bieber and McKenzie. They got Cal Quantrill and Aaron Savali. Those guys are pretty good. Catcher, they added Mike Zunino. He's He's got some pop in that bat. Josh Naylor's on the fantasy baseball squad. 2022 All-Star, Andres Jimenez. And then PD's MVP pick, J-Rom. So I like the infield. The outfield could use some work. Uh, Steven Kwan's just, eh. 
Oscar Gonzalez hit that one walk-off home run. That was pretty clutch. Um, these guys were a young team. Uh, I criticized them in the past for being all pitching, no bats. But I think the, the bats are slowly improving. And uh, I think if J-Rom, you know, plays to his capabilities and the pitching does their thing, I think these guys are going to find themselves in the playoffs. I'd have to agree. I also have them in first place at 95-67. and 67. Um, They made the playoffs last year and shocked a lot of people after trading Lindor away. And they only got better. They added Josh Bell. And, I mean, that was their big ad. But, I mean, that's a pretty big ad in that lineup. So, um, I think this team is going to probably be around the same where they were last year. Maybe make some noise because their pitching is – Probably one of the best pitching, uh, what's it called, farm systems. Like the way they brought up pitchers have been truly incredible. Uh, I think a sleeper, I've talked about a sleeper for Cy Young. I don't have him as my Cy Young, but Tristan McKenzie. Maybe passes up Shane Bieber this year. Uh, Cal Quantrill, he's pretty solid, but um, first place for the Guardians. All right, getting into our final division, we have the AL West. I mean, I literally just put a laughing emoji under this team. We don't <laughs> talk about them already. The Oakland A's, 55 and 107. They suck. Uh, you already heard about what I had to say about the A's. They are going to be bad. All right. Fourth place in the AL West. Arguably my biggest surprise pick, the Seattle Mariners <laughs> at 77 wow. and 85. Last season, these guys were a 90-win team. They made the playoffs. They got second place. Um, uh, you know, Like I said, I think this is the – be the biggest disappointing team. Uh, I like the move for Teoscar Hernandez. I'm still feeling a down year overall for the lineup, though. Their middle infield is Colton Wong and J.P. Crawford. I mean, arguably the best defensive middle infield, maybe behind the Chicago Cubs. Um, But their bats are practically non-existent. A. Eugenio Suarez, I mean, this isn't 2019 anymore. Ty France at first base, he's got some decent pop. Uh, they got Cal Riley, Raleigh as their uh, catcher after they lost Zunino. Uh, or no, did they was Zunino on the Rays or the Mariners? Rays. Damn it! Who did they lose? Uh, Nola. Who was their catcher? Cal Raleigh. He was not their catcher last season. Yes, he was. Oh, he's he's a very very good player. I am not a fan. They got AJ Pollock at DH. I mean, that's that's laughable. They got Tommy Lasella. What a beast. Uh, Julio Rodriguez, I'm not on that train. I have to say it. I am not on the J-Rod train. I think he strikes out a little bit too much. And uh, Mariners, fourth place. I'm very shocked with that one, Piercy. Um, this one might shock a few people. Uh, might maybe just Cole in general because he thinks very highly of this team every year for some reason. Um, I have the Angels in fourth place because they just – I mean, with a healthy Anthony Rendon, they picked up Brandon Drury, which is a great move. They have Taylor Ward, Jared Walsh, David Fletcher. This lineup is very, very good. Picked up Hunter Renfro. Shohei Sandoval, Tyler Anderson, Reed Detmer. They have – they put together some pieces in the offseason. Does it ever work, though, ladies and gentlemen? No, it does not. So they will be at 79 79- in 83, missing the playoffs yet again. And they're just going to continue to suck balls. And then Shohei is going to leave this team and go to the Cubs next year. It's going to be a damn shame. Maybe for those out recruit them. Yeah. So, I mean, they're done. Fourth place. 
I got them coming in third at 81 and 81. Uh, last season they were 73 and 89. I think they improve a little bit. Uh, the rotation has improved. I put some exclamation points. <laughs> um, and that's, you know, did they add Tyler Anderson this year or last year? This year. He's on the that, that's a new year. ad. Patrick Sandoval's returning. And then Reed Detmer's also returning. But I think he's going to make a really big stride. I like Reed Detmer's a lot. He's an Illinois boy. Uh, but I said the bullpen has not with a little frowny face. Uh, the bullpen is very, very weak. They lost their uh, their gem of a closer, Rysel Iglesias. Um, I think they they got a pretty solid lineup. Obviously, they have the best two players in the league. They're going to score a lot of runs. They might blow a lot of leads, though. Uh, and, you know, with, you know, 81 and 81 is a pretty good record. But, you know, that's not good enough. So I said Angels fans – Enjoy your last year of Otani because he's coming to the north side, baby. Yep. Third place, I have the Rangers at 82 and 80. Um, added Jacob DeGrom. I mean, it's phenomenal. The rotation, I'll start with the positive. Rotation, I think one of the best. I'm going to say it, one of the best in the league. Um, DeGrom, Evaldi, Martin Perez, John Gray, and Andrew Heaney. One through five, solid guys. DeGrom can stay healthy. I'll have a Cy Young winner. I'm not saying he's not my he's not gonna be my Cy Young, but there's where that stands. The lineup. Semyon and Seeger, Nate Lau, Dolas Garcia, solid four. Then Josh Jung, Jonah Heim, Bobby Grossman, Brad Miller. There's the mid to below average guys. You wanna win, go out next year, add a big bat. And if they could end, they they've been like spending the money, go get Shohei. Love to see this team with Shohei. DeGrom and Shohei on the same staff. Shohei, Simeon, and Seager. It'd be a That's sight a to lot see. of dough to give Oh, I know family. it is. But if they want to spend money like this, they want to be the Dodgers, prove it. Go get Shohei. Um, but 82 and 80 from now on, need to go get a bat next year. Maybe at the deadline if you're doing well. I suggest guys like maybe from the Dodgers, Chris. Um, just nice fill piece, guys, to get in there and win your games. I would like to say right now, very off topic, but the Dallas Mavericks are not even in the play. Uh, I know. That is crazy. Oh, my God. That's insane. Getting into the two seed in the ALS. Here's how I tie it in. A little Another team from the Dallas area, the Texas Rangers. Nice. 91 and 71. Whoa. Good Ooh. record. These guys are going to be the uh, – let me see. Do I have them as – I have them as the top wild card team in the American League. Um I think, you know, I had the Mariners being one of the biggest disappointments in 2023. I think the Rangers are going to be one of the biggest surprises. The pitching staff has gotten way better. You were mentioning a six-man rotation with the Cubbies. I think the Rangers could maybe run that, too. I agree with that. Um, and then some solid infield bats, obviously. Uh, I think it was last offseason they paid Semyon and Seager so much money. And then Adolis in the outfield. I, I like Adolis Garcia, former All-Star. Um, these guys are going to have a very, very good team and 91 and 71 for the Rangers. Um, I have this team finishing the Seattle Mariners in second place at 98 and 64. They will be finishing one game short of first place. Um, I like the lineup where it is. Colton Wong, Julio, France, big pickup in Teoscar. And he has Suarez, Kel Raleigh. Kelnick has looked really solid in spring training. They need him to be good if they want to have the 98 winning season like I have them. Then Pollock and J.B. Crawford. Rotation. Castillo, Gilbert, Ray, Gonzalez, and Kirby. That is a solid rotation. It's going to get the job done. Ray. I think where they shock a lot of people is at the deadline. They are going to go trade for 
Brian Reynolds. I think they add him to the lineup, and they build on that. Um, they did it with Adam Frazier, I think, last year. So interesting to see how that pertains. But uh, I've been finishing one game short of the ball prize. All right. Getting into first place in the AOS, me and you both got the same squad, the Houston Astros. 98-64 for me. I think the loss of Verlander and a few months of Altuve is going to hurt them in the win column. Just slightly, though. I don't think they reached that 100 win mark. Uh, but they are going to finish at 98-64 and 64 pretty comfortably uh, in the lead for the AL West. I think these are one. Of, this is one of the more complete teams in the league, and they should be a shoe-in for the playoffs. What does worry me is the rotation. Framber Valdez and Christian Javier are good. Ryan Presley as your closer is good, but, you know, Losing Verlander, you know, it sucks. The Cy Young sucks. They added Abreu. That's pretty solid. Uh, Jeremy Pena coming off of his World Series MVP run. And then Jordan, I mean, the best hitter in baseball. The Astros are a great team. They're going to come in first. They also brought back Joe's favorite player, Michael Brantley. Great, great hitter right there. Um, I have them going 99 and 63, getting first place. Um. Love the addition of Jose Abreu. Adding that to I think that's what they do a job. I mean, Steve all talking about you got to go take somebody's job. He He's the job doer right there. He knocks in RBIs. He'll, he'll slug that short fence in, a, in Houston. He's going to slug a few bombs in left field. He's going to play his role and going to do his job. Um, you talked about the losing of Verlander. I think somebody on the staff, I'm not going to say who. I have them winning Cy Young, the AL. But uh, I think he fills the shoes pretty well. Um, that's going to be the key for this year. Um, but Michael Brantley, like you said, coming back, he's going to be in that lineup. Um, Astros, they, how long is Altuve out for? Uh, I think they've said until like around the same time as Harper, mid, Harper. mid May. So that's a pretty big loss, but I think they'll be just fine. Bullpen for them. Presley love Presley aging though. So that's a note. All right. That'll conclude our standings. So now we're going to jump straight into awards. Um, we're going to start off with Rookie of the Year. Uh, for my NL Rookie of the Year, I'm going to go with Hayden Wesneski of the Cubs. Uh, this guy, I was looking at odds, and he was way down there. But I think this guy, you know, I think he's kind of like a, a hidden gem. He's a needle in the haystack. For I think really only, Cubs, only Cubs fans know about him and maybe Yankees fans because he was in the Scott F. Ross deal. But people are going to find out about this guy. And um, I really, really like him, and I think he's going to do some incredible things for the Cubbies this year. Love Wisniewski. He's my NL Rookie of the Year. NL Rookie of the Year, I have Jordan Walker. Um, he's going to be the Cub killer. Uh, he's – I I very – I mean, he looked – I mean, what did – I think he batted 500 in spring training. for fight. Talk about fighting for his spot. He certainly won his roster spot, so – um, I'm going to be a little bit uh, – I hate usually – when guys do good in spring training, I'm usually not the one to be like, oh, that's not going to cancel. This guy, he's really, really good, adding on top of, of, of a great lineup already. So I think he's going to fit in just fine. Uh, you know, I you know, like you said, I don't like going with the basic pick, but that's what I'm going to do here with AL Rookie of the Year. Not Anthony Volpe, but Gunnar Henderson, the best rookie shortstop Ooh. in the AL East. Um, uh, elite bat from the left-handed side here, and I think him and Rutschman are going to be a nice little one-two punch over there and be more. Uh, I have Masataka Yoshida 
from the Red Sox. I think he's going to play a big role in that team. I mean, I have them finishing one game short of the playoffs. I think he's going to play a big role in that lineup. He's got some uh, shoes to fill from Bogarts. Um, they lost J.D. Martinez, too, but I think Turner can do, Justin Turner can do that. But Yoshida, I think I expect him to be over 300 in the batting average. Um, think expect him to do some mathy things with pesky pole over there. All right, getting into the Cy Young Award. I'm going to go for the National League with Max Breed of the Braves. I think if, if the Braves are going to get first in the tough-as-nails NL East, like I think they will, they're going to have to have some good pitching. Max Freed is their ace. A lot of people think Strider could compete for it. Uh, he was a NL Rookie of the Year candidate last season, but I think I'm going to go with their their uh, their ace, Max Freed. Um, you talked about this guy earlier. Not a big fan. Allen wins it this year. For the I, predicted, ah! I had I had Sandy Alcantara last year. Predicted that right on the pin. Uh, I think the next underrated guy to go get it this year is Zach Allen. I, that rotation is kind of similar to how it was for. The Marlins last year, you're only going to have one guy out there go out there, Hall Ashby, and he's going to be that guy. I think Zach Allen takes it home. All right, for my AL Cy Young pick, it's very chalk, I know, but Jacob DeGrom, I mean, he's so good. <laughs> and what I think really impressed me with him is that every single hitter you ask in the league, who's the toughest pitcher to face, almost every single time you're going to hear Jacob DeGrom. I mean, he is disgusting. His fastball just has some kind of zip on it where just people are, he's getting so many swings and misses. If he can stay healthy, he's going to win the award. And uh, I have the Rangers at 91 and 71, and I think DeGrom's going to be a big part of that. Uh, this is kind of my shocker pick. I think the AL Cy Young is going to be Framber Valdez. Um, with Valdez last year, he led the league in pitching with 201 innings and had an ERA of 2.8. That is. He finished fifth last year, so I expect him just to do a little bit better. I think he'll be around the 200 inning mark again, but I also think he'll have an ERA closer to like 2-3, 2.3. They really need it this year, and I think – I really like his work. It really re- works really well from the left side. Uh, I mean, I, I really think that he has the material to win Cy Young for the Astros. That's, I didn't see that coming, but, I mean, I could definitely see it with uh, Verlander being out of the equation. Getting into manager of the year, I'm going to go with, as much as I hate to do it, Ali Marmel of the Cardinals. I really, really like the Cardinals this season, just in terms of an unbiased standpoint. And I think he's a really good manager, and the Cardinals are going to compete for a World Series spot, and I think he's going to be a big part of it. Like that pick, I forgot about him. But I'm gonna go with my guy, Skip Shoemaker, first year manager getting into the playoffs with the Marlins. Um, I think that's gonna be pretty big. I think that's big enough to take him over Ali Marmel. So I'm gonna go skip. Skip the skip. All right, for AL manager of the year, I'm gonna go with Bruce Bochi of the Rangers. Uh first Ooh, year manager. Um, you know, I have them playing so well at the ground winning the Cy Young. And I think if, if uh, it plays out how I think it will, I think Bochy's going to get that AL Manager of the Year pick. Um, I'm going to go with John Schneider of the Blue Jays. Um, totally forgot this guy's name. Usually we'll, we'll quiz each other about managers. And, like, when I came across his name, I was like, whoa, forgot that happened. So uh, I think for this award, um, best record in the AL – They'll be better than the Yankees. I think that's enough to give him the award. So I'm going to go Josh Schneider. 
All right. Next award is Comeback Player of the Year. Second to last award here. For the National League, I'm going to go with Mike Soroka of the Braves. I mentioned him before. He's been playing the game since 2020. So it's almost like an – I'm going to say it's like an Alex Smith kind of comeback or maybe like a 2024 Alonzo Ball kind of comeback. <laughs> so yeah, you just out for a while and come back. And he's a really good pitcher. He's only 25 years old. I think he's – I'm not going to say dominate because, you know, coming off of an injury like that, you never know. But I think he's going to return to form, and I think he's going to be pretty good. Um, I have for AL, right? Uh, National League. Oh, National League. Um, I had Cody Bellinger for the Cubs, comeback player of the year. Oh. I think this is this is a big one here for the Cubs. I mean, depending on how where the Cubs hit the deadline, he could be shipped off for. I know it's a one year deal, but he could be shipped off for some math. It's kind of what we did did with Jock. But um, I expect big things from Bellinger. He looked really solid in spring training. All right, getting into American League Comeback Player of the Year. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of these picks are guys coming off of injuries. You didn't do that with Bellinger, and I'm not going to do that here. I'm going to go with Joey Gallo of the Minnesota nice. Twins. Great pick. I think he's going to have a, a, you know, a nice little bounce back year. Uh, he's out of the big crowd. You know, we saw him. He was really good with Texas. He got into a big market team with a lot of passionate fans with the Yankees, and then same thing with the Dodgers. Now, you know, Minnesota baseball, you know, not really high in demand. I think he's going to have a you know time to you know blend in with the team, and I think he's going to be uh, he's going to return to his old form, and he's going to hit some nukes. So I think Joey Gallo is my AL comeback player of the year. Now um, this is a rare sight you're going to see here, but I'm going to double down back to back years here with my AL comeback player of the year. We're going Anthony Rendon. Want to be good? He needs to play. If he plays, they will be good. Um, I think he wins the award. Unlike last year, he did not. He got hurt again, and I'm banking on that. He doesn't get hurt again, so I'll be going with Rendon. All right, final award, MVP. Uh, I got a pair of shortstops for my award. Wow. Uh, for National League shortstop as well. I, I, if we have the same MVP pick, I'm going to be shocked. Trey Turner of the Phillies. Oh, okay. Not same division, though. You're going a little Lindor action? I am. I'm going to go with Lindor. Yeah. Go ahead and explain Trey Turner. Uh, he hits bombs and he's really fast. All right, you're yes, fine. five tool. Like I said earlier, Lindor. The Mets want to be good. I know. I really haven't been a big fan of Lindor, but I think this year he's going to realize that. All right, we lost Edwin Diaz. I'm not saying like he's. I, I would say that he's like a leader in that. I mean, he's. If he wants to show people why he should be one of the best shortstops in the league, you need to go out there and do it. I re- really haven't seen him do that. I am expecting a pretty big year from him this year. By winning MVP. So my Trey Turner pick was a little chalk. I'm going to go a little risky here. I had Otani originally, and I was like, that's no fun. And then I put Jordan because I, I really like Jordan. I was like, that's no fun. I'm going to go with my man, Robert Witt II. Bobby Witt Jr., baby. Um, I think what could hold him back here is the team not being so successful. But I think this is seriously – a lot of people are calling J-Rod the next face of the league. I'm more of a Bobby Witt kind of guy. Um, really fast. Has a nice bat, plays some good defense. Really an all-around kind of guy. I really like Bobby Witt, and I think he's bold pick. He's my MVP for 2023 in the American League. Um, so I'm going to go with Shohei because I mean, uh, as long as I know, I hate chalk. I'll give you, a, I'll give you a secondary just in case. But Shohei, 
Um, he's going to prove – I think why he wins MVP is he's going to prove to everybody why he's going to be the first player worth $500 million in the league. Um, he's going to go out there and he's going to do what people call advanced calculus. Like, you know, I don't even know if that's a thing, but he's going to invent it. That's how good he's going to be. But uh, MVP, my secondary one, uh, I'll go Raphael Devers. Devy Bonds, I think uh, – He's the only big bat really left there, so he's he's got to turn into a big poppy. So that's why uh, I'll go Devers. All right, that wraps up our awards. We got one thing left: the NLCS, the ALCS, and then our World Series pick. I'm going to start it off with the NLCS. I'm going to go with the team out of the NL West, not the team that won the division. I'm going to go with my wild card team from there, the San Diego Padres, and then I'm going to go with the division winner of the NL East, the Braves. It's a rematch of 1998, the Braves versus the Padres. And it's a battle of two really good closers, Josh Hader versus Rysel Iglesias. Um, battle of two really good lineups. I'm going to take Atlanta here, though. I think the Braves win in six games. I think it's going to be a very good series. And the Padres get bounced from the NLCS for a second year in a row. Um, so I have Padres, Phillies, Cardinals, Braves, Mets. Shut up! One through six. Somebody just got home, as you can tell. I'll try and make this quick. <laughs> I'm going to go Padres versus Cardinals this year. And um, I'm going to take the Padres. I have big things for the Padres this year. I'm going to Padres coming out of the NL recipient. All right. ALCS. I'm going to go with the Toronto Blue Jays and the Cleveland Guardians. And get this. I'm picking the Guardians, baby. Guardians in nice. five. Cleveland's going to the World Series, baby. Uh, I'm going to have the Blue Jays taking on the Minnesota. Tw- I don't even know. How- I got to make sure this is possible first. All right. So, how does it work? Three takes on six, right? Yeah. Four takes on five. What are four, yep. five faces? The one. Okay. So, my Cardinals one does that up. So, this one will as well. Um, I'm going to take Twins and Blue Jays. I think the Twins go on a little sneaky run. Oh. Um, kind of plays it. And then uh, I'm going to take the Blue Jays versus the Padres. I know really chalky this year, one and one for me, but um, yeah. All right. My pick is Guardians versus Braves. Oh, hold on. Hold on. I got to change it up. Um, I, have <laughs> Why? Both of, I have both of Casey's teams in the World oh. Series. I cannot give into that. Never mind. Uh, I'll, go, I'll go Cardinals and Blue Jays. No, no. I got to, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going Cardinals and Yankees. <laughs> I'm just stirring the pot now at this point. All right. I'm going Guardians Braves. Uh, I was very hype about the Guardians just a second ago, but sorry, Guardians fans. You're done here. Your drought still continues. I think the Braves win their second title in three seasons, and they win this one in five. I mean, they're so smart economically. They pay their guys very early, and they pay them cheap deals like Austin Riley and Ozzy Albies. And they just did it again with Michael Harris. They're just smart with their money. Uh, they get good, incredible lineups. And they get young guys that are really good. These, this is one of the best franchises in baseball. And I think they win their second World Series title in three seasons. Shout out to the Braves. Okay. Um, I apologize to everybody listening to this. But um, ignore everything what I just said. I'm going to restart <laughs> all of this because I can't have two of Casey's teams. All right. So for my AL. You're going I'm again? Gonna go Yankees, Twins. So that's been a matchup for a while. 
Yankees and Guardians. Yankees can't really escape the AL there. I'm going to go bold this year. I think the Yankees made enough pieces to have they, – they really have to add a bat at the deadline if they want to make the World Series, which I will have them make. Yankees. Um, I'm going to still stick with the Padres versus the Cardinals. I'm going to take the Cardinals. Or am I? Um, no, I'm going to take the Padres. We're going to Padres-Yankees World Series, and Bob Melvin is going to get it done. And oh, Bob, Bob's going to – I mean, last year was – last year was uh, what's his name? One of my favorite managers. I can't fucking think of his name. Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker won his last year. Bob will win his this year, and it's going to be great. So thank you for all of that thing that happened. And go Padres. All right, that was a a wild uh, change of pick there at the end. I really hope one of your original picks wins uh, is the right pick. That would be Blue awesome. Because Blue Jays, Padres, when I say Twins, Cardinals, I have no clue. Where it was I was all over the place, but one maybe, of those picks. Maybe, maybe Chris Paddock wins the Cy Young Award. Shout out. Oh, who the fuck knows? According to my uh, <laughs> thing here, we could have a six versus six, Marlins versus Twins World Series. So I, <laughs> who knows at this point? All right. Thank you guys for joining me. We will revisit this at the end of the year and see how we did on our picks. And uh, signing off, Cole and Joe. Peace.